Welcome to Lessons from Sweet Valley, the podcast where we re-examine the Sweet Valley High series one book at a time and determine what lessons, if any, we can learn from them. My name is Kat Thomas, and today we are discussing book five all night long. My guest today is a dear friend, a foodie, and my self-proclaimed female soulmate all the way from Los Angeles, California, Mandy Sue. Hi, everyone. You're in LA, right? Hi. <laughs> you are in LA, correct? I am. Okay. Because you go back and forth. Yeah. I, uh, I do go back and forth between LA and New York. And uh, next week I'll be going to Miami. Fabulous. Quite the jet setter. <laughs> Not quite, but. <laughs> and so we know we met in 2008, if you can believe that. Because it was so long ago. It was a long time ago. And we met on a, we were both working as production assistants on a really fun movie called Ninja Assassin here in Chicago. Mandy, you were in from LA and, you know, I was here and we ordered a lot of lunches together. We really did. It was all about the food. I know. So that was, and then since then, we've just kind of, Stayed friends and, you know, we, whenever we're in the same city, we always go out to eat together. You're, you are my true foodie friend where oh, I know. Oh, I love that. Yes. You're down you're my for true anything. foodie friend. You're always down for a food adventure. Yes. I love yes. that about you. And I love that about you. You've introduced <laughs> me to many different cuisines and places and. That's it's true. Yeah. Oh. That is, it's good to have a friend like you, Mandy. Oh, likewise, likewise. Thank you. So do you, what is your, what was your familiarity with the, with the series? You know, I, I have heard of the, the series before, but I never really got, I guess, interested in reading it because I always thought it was like two blonde girls and just talk talking about their struggles. And I, I don't know, I was more of a babysitter club gal and I feel like that's sort of like your two schools or maybe there's more but it's like your babysitter's club and then you have your Sweet Valley High. Yes I think I liked Sweet Valley High a little bit more because I like the the soap opera-ness of it where I mean there's definitely that aspect that I was like oh wow this is actually like a page turner. (laughs) Oh there we go I know I mean what's the page turner and babysitters club is like oh are they gonna are the kids gonna burn down the house tonight I don't know. Yeah what are the kids gonna do and yeah what's Stacy gonna buy from her shopping trip. Yeah. Claudia and her exotic almond shaped eyes (laughs) but I do like the aspect that there's more of a diversity not just with race but also like with the kids background uh in babysitter's club which i feel like there was i didn't really see that at least in this book which is like the first sweet valley high book that i've read that is i think absolutely absolutely true i don't think there's any diversity at the moment the only diversity that i could point out was like um uh, Elizabeth's friend uh, wears glasses, but everyone's <laughs> always like, you know, sun bleached hair and lean toned muscle and like yes. really yes. good looking, you know. So I was like, huh, I don't, I don't know if I relate to that necessarily. Not that because like I'm not even at that age, but then also this is definitely like a very 
idealized like world and idealized characters, you know? Yeah. I don't even really remember when I read them any specific plot points. I think I just was like caught up in the drama of it all, I think. I don't think I was. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's sort of like watching like friends, you know, there's like a certain like comfort. And I was talking about this with someone. It's like, of course, there's no like poor people who can afford like a huge loft in Soho, but you watch it because it's kind of fun. And it's kind of, you know, you don't have to really think about it. And I think that's what this sort of is in in a book form. Yes, I think that is a very, I see what you're saying. I think that's a really good point. Yeah, there wasn't too much going on in this book, this particular one. And I'll read the summary just to kind of jot our memories. So this is from the back of the book. Has Jessica gone too far? Elizabeth Wakefield knows her beautiful twin can handle almost any guy. Most boys are just no match for Jessica's seductive charms. But Scott Daniels, Jessica's latest love, is more of a man than a boy, much older and much more experienced than anyone Jessica's ever dated. When Jessica sneaks off to a college beach party with Scott, Elizabeth's afraid of what could happen. And when her twin isn't back by morning, Elizabeth's fear turns to alarm. Where's Jessica? Why has she stayed out all night long? Ooh, cliffhanger. (laughs) So the book starts, I kind of was thinking it was going to kind of build up to this night, but the book starts and like Jessica's getting ready to go on this date. Right, right, right. She's, yeah. She was ready. She was already like, you know, she was going. She had her skews all lined up. Yeah. And Elizabeth was very much like, this is not a good idea. <laughs> so you don't really know much about Scott or why Elizabeth doesn't like him other than, you know, he's an older guy and she's heard stories about his crowd. Gang. Right, right, right. Yeah. He, had a, he, he had a reputation. Yes. Yes. One of my favorite things that made me laugh, Elizabeth talks about the rumors she's heard about college parties. And she says, yeah, these parties she's heard, she said, they were kind of grown up pajama parties, she reported, with everyone wearing nightshirts and nightgowns and the floor strewn with mattresses for them to sit on instead of chairs. I mean, I was like... Have you ever been to a mattress party, Mandy? <laughs> no, I, I, I don't think that was ever a part of my growing up. But uh, yeah, it doesn't sound like it's, you know... I'm like, it sounds fun. like... Does that sound good? Just like a bunch of mattresses on the floor <laughs> and laying around. I'm like, that's not particularly appealing to me. This yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> definitely, definitely see there's like a, a, a hint of trashiness to that. Yeah. So Jessica goes on this date. She's like, I'm, I'm out. I'm going. And this is the first date. Right. And, and they're going to go to the beach. And things go awry quickly. Like Jessica, she, Jessica's a flirt. She's a flirt. For sure. She, she knows what she has and she's, she's going to work it, you know? Yes. And at some point, Scott kind of leads her away. He's like, let's go on a walk or something yeah. like that. Yeah, so creepy. I was like, is this going to turn into like a scary movie now? I know. Well, then they come across like an abandoned shack. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, let's go to this abandoned creepy boathouse that... Yeah. I'm just, this is like a murder. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. 
because I was, I, I'm also watching you, you know, with um, the series. Cause, so I, I was like, oh my God, this is totally that Penn Badgley like character, you know? Yes. Yes. And she's only in this like stream bikini. So you're like, it made me super uncomfortable. You got this. And she, by the way, she's 16 years old, Jessica. Right. And right. this guy is clearly 18 plus, you know? And so you got Jessica, she's in this abandoned shack with the string bikini and he's, you know, getting handsy. And how does she get out of it? Yeah, she she demanded him to uh, take her home, and uh, I guess he just kind of lost interest really quickly. And he just bolts. He's like, "I'm out." And he, yeah, he's like, "You'll find you're you're smart enough to find your way home." And uh, so yeah, he he just left her there. Yeah, and by the time she leaves, he's not there anymore. And right, struggle was very real for her. <laughs> struggle is real. It's getting dark. She's literally in nothing but a string bikini. <laughs> And she's in the woods, and she has no idea how to get back. Yeah. But somehow I, she, she does find her way back. She does. Well, I wanted so much to see, like, a whole survival story with <laughs> Jessica trying to build a fire and, like, this bikini. Yeah. And, yeah, it's like you know, her, her trying to find her way home. And <laughs> Yeah. She kept on regretting that she didn't pay attention at Girl Scout, or I guess she dropped out of Girl Scout. Yeah. Yeah, she's so, a bit of a tragic uh, character. I feel like you know. Well, it's because then she comes up upon this other cabin, and that's where Scott and all his friends end up going to. So she kind of just stumbles upon it. Yeah. And by this time, I think everyone is just wasted. Right. Right. And in and other rooms, out. Yeah, yeah, making out. And I think that's where she's like take me home again and he's like oh this is not you're not going home and so she ends up he's on the couch and she's just on the floor i think and she goes to sleep and like the last we hear from her is it's this line jessica had never been so miserable in her life and i did feel for her i felt for jessica yeah i mean i felt i definitely felt like she got out of it you know alive so to speak because it could have definitely been worse like she so could have worse. Been murdered or be eaten by bears so she always ends up getting kind of lucky despite of these little situations that she gets into i guess yeah i felt like oh my gosh really i mean that scott guy was a total jerk but that is just not a great situation to be in <laughs> for, yeah, no, for sure for sure so Jessica's in the cabin on the floor trying to go into sleep. And then the next day, Elizabeth realizes that Jessica isn't there. She's, she's been out all night long. All night long. Thus the title, <laughs> All Night Long. I mean, it's like when you pick up that book, you're like, okay, what, you know, what could this be? And it, that's literally what that is. <laughs> exactly what it was it's such a tease you know i feel like the rest of the book jessica is basically we don't hear from her for a while and then the rest of the book is kind of just elizabeth trying to cover for her sister and right going to great lengths to to do this yeah she definitely she definitely sacrificed herself a lot to cover for her yeah she 
does that twin thing that I always imagine twins doing where they pretend to be the other person. <laughs> so it's like she runs downstairs and, she, and her mom's like making pancakes, of course. She's like, hey. And then she's like, see you later, mom. And then she like shimmies outside and like up the back door. And then she comes down dressed as Jessica. And she's like, hey. <laughs> I mean, I always feel like if you're – if you know those twins long enough, there must be like a tell that you don't even need to know by like looking at them. Right, right. So that was like my thing that I was like, how could the mom not realize that's the same twin or whatever? Yeah, they said she was distracted or, you know. Yeah, making pancakes. She's making pancakes. She's distracted by the pancakes. Right, right. and poor Elizabeth, like, they made a very big deal that she had to eat double the pancakes because she had to eat them A lot twice. of carbs. A lot of carbs <laughs> for her. A lot of carbs. <laughs> I was like, I'll have double pancakes. So, yeah. Yeah, back was... then, they didn't have, like, gluten-free or, like, agave, agave syrup. It's, like, you know, old-fashioned. Yeah. So. This is, like, this is buttermilk pancakes and, you yeah. know. Yeah, yeah. With the maple syrup. Aunt so. Jemima. <laughs> yeah, Aunt Jemima. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so she got through that scot-free and all was good. I mean, another thing that Elizabeth was worried about was Elizabeth and Jessica were going to get a summer job together. Yes, yes, yes. That was the other uh, main thing that she was so pissed at Jessica for. Yeah, because they wanted to be tour tour guides. Yeah. Like oh, I guess Sweet Valley. Yeah, Sweet Valley tour guides. <laughs> I'm like picturing those like ho- half cut off Hollywood bands, you know, like the Star Tours and they're like Yes, yes, yes. Welcome. No, it's like it's like camp counselor, you know. Yeah. Yeah, so they really wanted to do that together. That was like they were very excited about doing it together. And I'm not sure why Jessica was I'm surprised Jessica would want to work at all you know i'm like what's the ulterior motive for jessica to want to do this so bad exactly i mean it doesn't sound appealing to me i mean they don't really talk about like oh it pays really well or something you know yeah yeah but so to get this job you have to take a test i guess like a test of the history of sweet valley or something right and it's during the school day for some reason i don't know it's like so Elizabeth was like, oh, mine's first period. And then Jessica has hers in second period. Yeah, that makes no sense. But I was like, okay. Going with it. Going with it. Yeah, I was like, is this like a school-sponsored program? I just don't know why that's those taking place in school. Yeah, I, was, I had no idea. But yeah, you don't. Some of you just can't question. There was some stuff, too, with Elizabeth's boyfriend, Todd, and Enid, oh, yeah, that her was best weird. friends. What were you gonna like, say? No one likes Jessica. Yeah, yeah. And like, well, and then also they were so I mean, Elizabeth is just the biggest defender of her sister. I feel like Todd and Enid kept on just being like, she'll figure it out. Don't worry. You can't do anything about it. You know, and Elizabeth was just kept on being like, Oh, I don't know. They were trying to like give her this advice and it was just like bouncing. Yeah. You know, she doesn't want to hear yeah. it. And so she ends up taking the test for Jessica because Jessica isn't back yet. And no one knows where she is. And um, she's freaked out because uh, her and Todd got into a fight about Jessica. Or Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what. So she's like, feels like she didn't, she might have flunked the test because she was too distracted. 
she was like, oh. No, her tears were like making her eyes all like fuzzy. Right. <laughs> yes. Poor Elizabeth. At this point, Jessica just shows up then at school. Somewhere around kind of the afternoon, she just shows up. Yeah, somehow she found her way home. She I'm like, how did... Is, I thought that was so weird that they didn't go into any of that. Yeah, it's like... I mean, obviously, she's not, like, the main character, you know? Because it's everything's, like, Elizabeth this, Elizabeth that, and, you know... It was very Elizabeth-centered, yeah. Yeah, because that was before Ubers, before, like, you had phones, and would she be hitching a ride? Because I think that would be a pretty interesting angle, too, to go into. I know. That's what I wanted to know what happened that next morning when Jessica got up with all those college kids. I mean, did they just drive her back home? Was that it? They definitely didn't go into it. So, hmm. Interesting, huh? It definitely became Elizabeth's story and kind of just Elizabeth's struggle with this, trying to maintain this appearance of everything's fine. But as she's doing it, she's kind of causing destruction to her relationships in her life with her boyfriend. And yeah, yeah. And they're yeah, like, why are you her. doing this? And yeah. So, but Jessica comes back and, like, like you said, all seems to be good jessica's just like waltzes in and it's kind of just like hey yeah you're like well i i think she was a little bit like disheveled um when she appeared she had like some stuff in her hair and, oh, okay like, yeah she was slightly unsightly yes okay okay so she was unsightly but i feel like she had no kind of awareness about what her sister had gone through as far as trying to cover for her yeah, or like, I guess even no, not real, like, gratitude, you know? Oh, yeah. None of that. None of that at all. <laughs> Nothing. Yeah, and I guess the only time she gets mad is when she finds out that Elizabeth does fail the test. And Yeah, she really flipped out about that. Flipped out. Flipped out. And that's classic Jessica. It's like, dude... Dude, take some responsibility for your own life. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, and so I think Elizabeth felt guilty. It's, you know, Elizabeth, she's, yeah, she's a good sister, but she is a little bit of mesh with, uh, I mean, I guess they're twins, so that makes sense. They're going to be. Um, I thought the, the little thing with Mr. Collins was really interesting. Wait, what happened with Mr. Collins? He's a teacher or something. I think he like, runs the Oracle, right? Yes, he's like the faculty advisor for the Which Oracle. sounds like a cult, um, by the way. I was like, what's so wrong? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, but besides the point, um, again, he's very good looking and, you know, all the students like him. And he, he saw, I guess, um, Elizabeth a little bit distressed and he offered to take her home. Mm. Were you suspicious but, of that? Were you like... Yeah, I think I was simply like, I don't think that's okay for like a teacher to give, or to offer a student a ride home like that. She's not like really stranded or anything. She wasn't asking to have a lift, you know? I was yeah. like, oh, what's this like? That's like a interesting side story there, you know? Yeah, interesting. I like did not pick up on that, but that maybe he'll, I don't know. Interesting. Interesting. Maybe that's book 95. Yeah, exactly. 
exactly. In the end, of course, Jessica gets, I think they let Jessica take the test again. So Jessica's so mad at Elizabeth. And then something happens where they're like, oh, we're going to let you take the test again because you looked so upset that day. Yeah, she was sick. She was sick. Yeah. And Elizabeth was like like, crying. This is, again, what was like, I was like, they wouldn't let anyone do that, you know? Yeah, what kind of what kind of quality control do they have at the Sweet Valley Tourism Company? You know, just letting people take the test over again. <laughs> Same. Once Jessica gets to take the test again, she's completely forgives Elizabeth, and all is all is well. Yes, except for and I guess her big comeuppance at the end. You know, after all of this, her big comeuppance is she has poison oak. She gets poison oak. From yeah. around. Which I also thought, is that like something else? Like, oh. is it just poison oak, you know? Oh, interesting. interesting. But, but I don't know. I was, I was definitely trying to give it like an NC-17 angle with everything. You think it might be some kind of like... Like an STD. STD. <laughs> is there an STD that looks like poison oak? I, mean, I don't know. Or maybe, yeah. I mean, that's interesting. I, I like. I wish it would have been something like that. Yeah, this book. It's so funny. It's like all night long. You think it's going to be about Jessica and like all night, and it's it's really about Elizabeth and her day the next day and just what she's going through with covering for her sister. Yeah, I mean, I was almost disappointed that Jessica didn't really go through with the whole thing with Scott. You know, I wish she would have like confided in. Elizabeth and been like that was really scary you were so right I you know shouldn't have done that and I was scared it just kind of was like she did something silly put herself in a really bad position and everything turned out okay it's all yeah yeah she's kind of like all talk you know yeah yeah which I was like huh I don't I don't know I mean I think naturally like you want to obviously root for Elizabeth yeah. And it's, everything seems really perfect, even though with her, like, sort of, quote-unquote, trials and tribulations. You know, she has the perfect boyfriend. She has a great friend who listens to her. She has these opportunities to, like, write for the cult paper Oracle. And <laughs> so it definitely seems like she's who, like, everyone would want to be like, oh, okay, like, we, of course, want her to be okay. Yeah. Yeah. But- right. Right. Absolutely. I, and I, yeah, I feel bad for Elizabeth because I feel like she just is so kind of in Jessica's web and, and I don't know if that's ever going to change anytime soon. I don't know if Elizabeth's going to ever learn her lesson. I don't know if Jessica is ever going to learn. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. They both have lessons to learn. Um, There was also some random story in here about a surfing competition, which was weird. Bill. Bill. There, yeah, there was like a kind of a dour, I don't know. I don't even know how to describe him. Like brooding classmate, Bill, who was kind of the state champion. And then he was going to go against this other guy, Sonny. Sonny. Yeah, it, that was strange. I mean, I'm assuming Bill is going to come back at some point. But I was like, who is this person and why, why are we I think he's going to have some play later on because he's like that like really hot but like quiet guy that everyone's like, oh, he's so mysterious. But then like he's also the one who like turned down Jessica who's like the hot girl of the school, you know? So like yes. Yes. it gives him like a little bit more credit and like I think naturally people who 
didn't like Jessica, but like someone like that, I think. So yeah, yeah. there's more to them. Hopefully, yes, there's, there's something going on. We get a little bit of foreshadowing at the end of this book about Todd, Elizabeth's boyfriend, has made a purchase. And he, well, he sold his surfboard to Bill so he can make this purchase, this purchase of a motorcycle. Yeah, a Yamaha. A Yamaha. And Todd is so excited about the Yamaha. But Elizabeth has been forbidden to ride on motorcycles by her parents. So she doesn't want to tell Todd. And he's just like so excited. He's like, you're going to look so cute in your helmet. Yeah. Oh, my God. I was like, who is this Todd person? He sounds like a freak. I don't know. I'm like, was any high school, did any high school students at your high school have a motorcycle? Can you even get a motorcycle license when you're 16? Maybe, like, a a while back you can. I don't remember off the top of my head. I know you can drive, but I don't know if it was the same for a motorcycle. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, no one at our school had a motorcycle. I mean, that would have been quite the scene, but I don't know. I thought maybe it was a California thing. I have no idea. I don't remember anyone having a motorcycle when I was going to school. Yeah. So I feel like next book is going to be about that motorcycle. We'll see. We'll see. Maybe, yeah, maybe she gets away with it and then Jessica has to like cover for her or something. (laughs) That would be shocked. That Jessica would do something not for herself would be would be shocking to me at this point. <laughs> oh, I wanted to ask Jessica person. I know. <laughs> I wanted to ask you one of the questions I wanted to ask you was since we both have younger sisters, so like mm-hmm. we are both the old. I mean, Elizabeth is the older sister by four minutes. You have. How, what's the difference between you and My sister is seven years younger than me. Seven years younger. That's, and mine is two years, so a little bit less. But I wanted to ask, have you ever covered for your sister? Oh, yeah, Um, definitely. Like, (laughs) have you ever pretended to be your sister? (laughs) Well, no, because we don't look alike at all. But I'm sure if I look, if I look more like her, that it would be a strong possibility. So how did you cover for her in, if, in a general way? Mm, I think sort of avoid the subject matter at hand when being asked. Got it. Got it. <laughs> and you're like, I don't know where she is. Or, yeah, lack of details. I think it's always the key, you know? Yes. Lack of details. I like it. Yeah. yeah. So that was one thing I was thinking of because, I mean, I think it's great to have a sister. Sisters are... They can come in handy. No, for sure. I mean, I think I grew up for so long without a sibling that when I finally had a sibling, I was like, oh, it's, this is, um, is going to be really different because the attention is not, not now all on me. Yeah. But then yeah. as I think we've gotten older and stuff, I mean, I think it is really nice to have someone there that you can, you know, kind of share certain things with that, that are like definitely you might not be that like some of your friends or your parents or anyone who wouldn't necessarily get unless they're like your sister, you know? Yeah, totally. Totally. Yeah. And I think, you know, being twins, that's an, an, a, a strong bond and we'll see what happens with uh, Jessica and Elizabeth moving forward. But I mean, I'm kind of like tempted to um, uh, get on book six to see how their motorcycle thing turned out. I know. I feel like it, these books, I mean, I got to say, it's, it's fun to read something that's just so 
effortless to re- it's just like you just go through it and we were talking this I know. One, this one was short i think this is one of the shorter ones that I, we've read so far i mean it's only 117 pages it's a it's a, it, it makes you want to keep going and i was like i've never read so fast you know <laughs> yeah i was like i'm a fast reader and I'm, really like, I'm the slowest reader like in the world and i was like gosh i'm, I'm flying through this thing so we end every podcast you know, the podcast is called Lessons from Sweet Valley. So, Mandy, was there any lessons that you learned from this book? Mm, I guess never wander into a woods with a guy you don't really trust. It's a good lesson. Without your phone. Well, and that, that was my lesson. I was like, cell phones are a really nice invention. <laughs> When it comes to just being safe and being able to be in touch with people about where you are, and it's like no one knew where Jessica was, you know? If like no one knew, no one knew. So nowadays, you could at least send a text, like I'm coming. I'll be at school at this time. I'm on my way. Blah blah. It's like I'm in the woods. Come pick me up. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Help me. Yeah. So mine was like, gosh, I'm I'm grateful for cell phones, you know. It's definitely, it, it can get you out of some shenanigan. I think, I think if there was a cell phone in the story, maybe it would take some pressure off of Elizabeth too, you know? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So that was kind of my takeaway. And then I'm like, well, maybe she wouldn't have gotten reception out there, but <laughs> in, or maybe she had no battery in the deep, deep woods, or like she's just in the string bikini. Where is she keeping the cell phone? You know, yeah, exactly. She was <laughs> exactly. But then I'm like, she probably could have stolen someone's stuff. Like if everyone was sleeping, there's probably some phone in that cabin somewhere. She could. Anyway, I was like, a cell phone would have made this a lot safer I for was- Jessica. No, I was definitely thinking about that aspect. I mean, I didn't think about it that deeply, but, you know, I think <laughs> it would have been a very different book for sure. Yeah. So it's like, it, it like makes you realize like, gosh, things have, times have changed a bit since the eighties, which is when a this lot. book came out. Yeah. Times have changed since 2008 and when we met and. <laughs> I mean, that was crazy. I mean, I don't think I had an iPhone back then. I don't know. I don't know if I did either. I don't think I did. No, I, I had like a, I don't know what, some kind of flip phone or something. Yeah. You call people, you don't, yes. text, you know? Yes. It is a very different time. But speaking of when we met, I was, I sometimes like, I ask people if they want to do a guest, like a plug for anything they're working on, what they're doing. And I mean, well, one plug I wanted to give is that everyone should go watch the movie that we met on. It's called Ninja Assassin. It's on Netflix. <laughs> yes. It's on Netflix right now. I checked yesterday. Oh yes. God, I'm going to watch it. I was like, oh my gosh, this is on Netflix. So I wanted to plug it. Everyone check it out. It's an, it's really fun. There's a lot of it's like really over the top. Fun. Yeah. Blood and gore and cool ninja moves. And, you know, it's fun. It's really the first international Korean pop star. Really, um, I think he really made a mark with this movie. He has now since, I think, retired from the um, pop scene and has two kids. Oh, really? I didn't yeah. know. Yeah. Yeah, this is Rain, the star of Ninja Assassin. That we're really at his height of his stardom. Yes. So, yeah, check Rain out in that. And, uh, yeah. Was there anything else, Mandy? This, uh, definitely looking forward to uh, another 
another year. Hopefully, we get to meet up for a food adventure this year. Exactly. Somewhere. Yes. Yeah, that's definitely. We definitely got to make it happen. <laughs> ready for food adventure. <laughs> All right. So that was great. Thank you so much, Mandy, for coming oh, on. You're, you're an amazing guest. Thank you for venturing into the world of Sweet Valley, even though you're a babysitter's club. I mean, person. I now I'm like, I kind of understand why you like it, you know? Yeah. Why you could get a hooked on it? It's just so dramatic. I'm like, ooh, what's going to happen? So, I know. I was like, who are these people? I know. It's great. Um, so I'm going to close. It makes me want to have pancakes. <laughs> that's the perfect way to end it. it makes us yeah pancakes sound amazing let's all go have some pancakes double portion so <laughs> i'm going to ihop right now <laughs> all right thank you mandy and um thank you yes. for having me all of you listening please like the sweet Va- the lessons from sweet valley facebook page and tell us what you think of the podcast you can give your memories of the series if there's a book that you remembered or liked and how you got into the series and if you want to be a future guest we would love to hear from you so thanks again and we will see you for book six dangerous love (laughs) i'll be joining in (laughs) see you later bye